The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Welcome to Three Yards Per Caddy, a podcast covering the Miami Dolphins and the NFL. Now, here's your hosts, Chris, Alf and Simon. And we're on and welcome to another edition of Three Yards Per Caddy. This is a preview edition. Chiefs, Dolphins in Frankfurt at 9.30 p.m. Eastern. I mean, 9.30 a.m. Eastern. That's, That's early for football, Chris. Yeah, that's that's going to be rough, actually. What do I drink? <laughs> um, what are you, what are your morning? What are your favorite morning libations? I mean, I don't see you coffee, being a, uh, a mimosas kind of guy. Coffee and orange juice, but mimosas, like man, did you just say toffee and orange juice? Because that would be interesting. <laughs> yeah, in the morning, coffee and then yeah. orange juice. Okay, you know, so a little, so a little extra something in your coffee, maybe. Yeah, like an Irish coffee, maybe something like yeah. that. Yeah. But you're not a mimosas guy. I could have, yeah, I could have a, a, a yeah, but just like one or two. I have like three, okay, three so, mimosas, right. and it's like, ugh. I get, uh, I, all right, I get, I, I, I dig. Then you, then you are a mimosas guy. You know what? How about if I'm, I just, you know, you know, buck up, be a man, and just crack a beer at nine thirty in the morning. Oh, I've done it. Yeah, I, I might just, I might just do that. All right, this show is brought to you by GoPuff. Use the promo code WELCOME1010 and you get $10 off your first 10 orders. Factormeals.com. Use the promo code 3 yards per carry 50 That's the number 3 yards per carry 50 for 50% off your first order. Of course, as always, prize picks. Use the promo code 3 yards. the number 3 yards. You deposit $100, you get $100. You know how that works. Betteredge.com slash 5 reasons. Just sign up. You get $20. Manscaped. Promo code 5RSN. You get 20% off. And free shipping every time you use that promo code 5RSN, which belongs to our network. And as always, we're brought to you by Black Coral Rum, a rum that is distinctly Florida. It's the official rum of the Three Yards Per Carry podcast. And now, Chris, have you ever had Balcones? Balcones whiskey? Wait, wait a minute. Here it it comes. Uh I have not had Balcones whiskey. Uh, it's awesome. It's a, I actually have. I've had that. There's still pot uh, bourbon. It's really, really good. There's a, They have a single malt that I've tried, but I'm going to try it again. I'm not a single malt guy, but I think you are, right? Oh, yeah. Okay. They have as well. When they reach out to me, I'm going to have them send you some swag, meaning send you a box of whiskey. Sweet. And, so you could check that out. So Balcones Whiskey, you could check out their Twitter account at out Balcones Whiskey. Check out their website. See where you can get it. It's available everywhere. Like I've seen it already at Total Wine all over South Florida. It's from Texas. So pretty much the entire Southeast has Balcones Whiskey. We actually have a member that's in Chicago, Illinois, and he buys it up there. So it's pretty much everywhere. We have a member of nice. uh, of three of uh, OnlyFans, and he buys it up there. So if it's it's pretty much available. You can't miss it. 
Okay. They're the official whiskey of three yards per carry, at least for the rest of this football season. All right, Chris. I'm going to start in a, in a different play, a different place. And this is going to be the preview show where we're going to talk about when the Dolphins have the ball and when the Dolphins are on defense. We're going to start first when the Dolphins are on, on defense. But mm-hmm. I'm going to start here with this first. I was speaking to somebody that let's just call them a, an opinion maker that works for a partner of the NFL and somebody that actually works directly with the NFL. You could guess. You you know my background, so you could guess who these people are. And we got around to talking about the MVP race and what a bonanza this is that you get Tua and you get Patrick Mahomes. And I was met with the longest I, – I, I for a second there, I thought I offended these people. <laughs> Okay, I was met with the I was met with the longest diatribe, complete with stats in there. I don't know where these people were getting stats. Did they prepare the stats because they knew they were going to talk to me or something about why Tua Tungavaloa cannot be the MVP this year? And can't be. Can't be. And I was given reasons why, and I'll even run a couple of reasons why. Tyreek Hill is the Dolphins' best player, so that's one reason. Another reason is. The Buffalo Bills will be garbage without Josh Allen, so that's why Josh Allen deserves it over uh, Tua Tungavaloa. And the Jacksonville Jaguars might become the one seed because their division is garbage, and that opens it up for Trevor Lawrence. I don't know if any of these any of these people have seen Trevor Lawrence's numbers. Okay, yeah, that, I don't know if they've actually watched Trevor Lawrence play that much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was also given Lamar Jackson. And then, of course, don't sleep on Patrick Mahomes. Okay. Uh, by the way, I had to take the other day on, on Twitter that Travis Kelsey is probably the real MVP. And nobody argued with me, which was weird. But what do you make of this reflexive? And it's everywhere. You could see it. Um, somebody posted. a. It's it's almost become a meme. On ESPN, there was four analysts. You It was stand to reason. Like, the odds are pretty good that one of the four might say two, right? Mm-hmm. Is the MVP, and all four picked four different people, and none of them were Tua. <laughs> like, uh, what it, is still... it? What it? You know, I don't think we want to spend too much time on this because we have got to move on to the preview. But what is your? Do you have a theory on why this is happening this year? Uh, well, no. I mean the 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 discussion about Tua has always been about like has always been about one or two one or two uh, trenches off, I think, for for years. Um, you know, in, in 2021, you know, when a guy like him, he, him is drafted at number five overall, he automatically kind of starts on, like, the C list, which is, like, you know, guys, okay, they're young, they're not good enough yet, even in a vacuum, you know, even adjusting for all circumstances and whatnot. They're not good enough, but but you really think they're going to be good enough. So you're sticking with them. You're good. Um, you know, I think that even, even as he did pretty well as a rookie, even without a training camp, you, you know, recovering from the hip and stuff like that. Um, you know, he did pretty well for a rookie, actually. I mean, if you look, look historically. Uh, and then people were acting like he actually, he actually went down. Like he actually went down. And we should now be having the discussion of like, yeah, but you should move on. You should move on, and and that felt out of phase. That felt like that felt like one trench, one trench behind where the real battle was happening. You know, 
And, um, and then, you know, 2021 happens and clearly Brian Flores was among those that wanted to move on to Deshaun Watson. And, and so I think a lot of people stayed entrenched there. And so it, it always felt, it's always felt a little out of phase. And this is just yet another, a little out of phase, but I will say this, um, you know, I have a lot of respect for what Tyree Kill is doing. I have a lot of respect for what Tyree Kill has done for this team. Um, he is a he is a major major catalyst for this team. Uh, kind of a locker room changer, a culture changer, um, just a game changer. And uh, and he's on his way to he's on his way to do something that no receiver's ever done before, which is, you know, in eight games he's over a thousand yards. And so he could get to 2000 even before we even get to game 17, you know? Um, and so if he does that and he were to get the MVP, I mean, listen, they're all Miami Dolphins. They're all, they're all our people. Uh, we should be proud of any of them, you know, for getting the MVP. Uh, I, I don't have anything against Tyreek and, you know, in favor of Tua. Um, but if we are, if we're, if we're looking at a season where we come away and say, hey, Tyreek did something that no receiver has ever done in the history of the game, uh, and Tua did, led the league, but, you know, had the kind of, didn't have like a record-breaking season necessarily. If we're faced with that and Tyreek ends up with the MVP, you know, so be it. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't mind. I don't care. I'm not one of those people is like, you know, going to take major offense to that. Um, I, uh, I, 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 otherwise I feel like we're at a point in time where it's probably still even now a little too early to be talking about, you know, a general consensus that Tua is leading the race for MVP. Like, I, I think that's why you're getting that kind of pushback, but I think what your people that you're talking to are not accounting for is, you know, yeah, but talk to me again in six weeks. You know, talk to me again in six weeks when when two is still performing this way and it's more clear that he's running away with, you know, being most efficient passer in the league. Then then talk to me. You know, that's that's what I think the when the conversation really starts to get um juicy. Yeah. What what's been quiet, by the way, is that AJ Braun is also headed for two thousand yards receiving. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. been very quiet. Yeah, it's been, it's been very quiet. Nobody's even mentioning it. Uh, they just mentioned, oh, you know, uh, offensive line, defense. That that's how the Eagles do it. And it's AJ Brown too. Like AJ Brown's a huge engine of the of that offense. Nine hundred and thirty nine yards. Oh, receiving. he is one hundred percent. So they're very similar in that regard. Although they're completely different teams, but they're very similar in that regard. That both teams have a wide receiver that's powering them, but one is getting all the accolades for for MVP, and the other is not mm-hmm. but yeah it's just it's just interesting especially since all the segments this week on on all our favorite uh channels uh, <laughs> fs1 espn are about oh this is an mvp showdown and then there's always that one analyst tyreek versus patrick mahomes huh and i'm like yeah okay keep this up keep that same energy <laughs> keep that same <laughs> energy keep you know i just want the ultimate middle finger to all these people which is that well, M- that MVP trophy, you know? And you know what? If they can quote, they can quote all the stats that they want to, and you can quote like the the ultimate where we really are stat right now, which is that hey, go to Vegas, go on any sports book anywhere, and Tyree Kill is plus four thousand 
to win MVP. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which is the very bottom. He's listed, but he's very bottom of the list. Tied tied with Justin Herbert, by the way. Um, And who's at the top at plus 350? Tua Tungvaloa and Patrick Mahomes tied at plus 350. Mm -hmm. So... They can give give whatever stats they want to give. This is where we're actually at. This is where money is. Mm. And we're going to get to, to, to Patrick Mahomes in the second half because I find the matchup between the Chiefs offense and the Dolphin defense a little bit more interesting than the Dolphin defense versus, I mean, the Dolphin offense versus the Chiefs defense. But we're going to start right there when the Dolphins have the ball. They got some injuries on the offensive line. Robert Hunt hasn't practiced yet. Teron Armstead is is out there looking spry, but you don't know if he's going to play. But yeah. he's not the concern. The concern is Robert Hunt. Um, my guess. What's yours on if Robert Hunt doesn't play? I think Connor Williams is going to play. Like you know, like how long is he going to be held out with this groin? Yeah. Okay. So I think he's playing, which means we go right back to camp and the second team. Offensive line, the two guards were Robert Jones at left guard, Lester Cotton at right guard. I mm-hmm. think that's what they do. What do you think they do? I think that's probably the easy answer. That's probably what they do. Um, you know, it's it's always tough because, like, if Connor Williams is coming back, and I'm with you, I believe he is, um, then, you know, Liam Eikenberg has played 300 snaps in this offense. He's got significant, you know, um experience and chemistry with everybody uh maybe and and the the left guard job was his before it was isaiah wins so um you could make a case there but at the same time connor williams is still kind of iffy with that groin and um and they they probably just don't want a situation where guys are moving between positions within the game you know so like Liam Eikenberg is left guard and then Connor Williams, you know, he, he gets out there and the groin is not doing well and he has to come out. So now all of a sudden Liam Eikenberg has to shift over. Uh, I, I don't think they want that. So, um, so I think that uh, you're going to, you're right. It's Robert Jones, left guard, Lester Cotton, that right guard, um, which would maybe mean that, uh, that Chase and Hines is elevated off the practice squad, which interests me mm. a lot. Because I think that guy can play. Um, but, you know, we'll see. Now, you know, you can look at this Chiefs defense any which way you want to look at it. You know, I, I'm, I'm a firm believer, you know, and since this is a it's Breeder, Breeders' Cup weekend, it's my favorite weekend of the year. Okay. Besides the Kentucky Derby, it's Breeders' Cup weekend. One thing I always do as a horse player, I never, ever, ever want to bet a horse that's doing something for the first time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to see a horse that has never sprinted before. He's going to sprint today. Not not, not with him. Uh, he's going to try the turf for the first time today. Not with him. The mm-hmm. Chiefs want to play man-to-man. They want to be – they want to play in that 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 Steve Spagnuolo, too deep, man-to-man, middle of the field, closed. That's what they want to do. That's what they try to do for most of of most of these games. They want to play man coverage. They're going to have to change their stripes against this Dolphin defense. What do you expect from them? Do you expect something new? Or are they just going to roll out their defense, which is ranked top four in the NFL right now, and just say, we're good enough. You know, We don't care who you are. We are who we are. Deal with it. 
I think I think it's probably more the latter. I, I don't think they're going to reinvent themselves. I think that they're going to tinker, tinker within with, within what they do. Um, and so I think that it's probably more the latter and uh, and we'll just see how how it um, how it shakes out because they're you know we we have we have done some destruction against man coverage this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, there's, uh, there's, there's something to be said for, for changing it, but, you know, I, I just, I don't know if, I don't know if I see them reinventing themselves, I'll be honest about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trey McDuffie, by the way, has in recent weeks, he's one of my favorites. Uh, I loved him coming out of the draft. I had a, a hot take, but I don't think it's, it was that hot of a take, you know, it ended up being wrong. Okay. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't a hot take. I liked him better than sauce Gardner. So I was wrong about that. Sauce Gardner is better, but Trent McDuffie's really, really good. He's been kicked oh, in yeah. to to the nickel. Um, I I, I find this interesting how they're gonna attack him uh, because it's gonna be very simple, similar to what what the Bills do with Teron Johnson. Like they just leave him out there in nickel all game, so you're gonna be able to isolate him with with Tyreek Hill if you want to because. He's they don't travel at all. They stay in their spots all game. That's what the Chiefs do. And mm-hmm. Trent, Trent McDuffie, that's where he's going to play. He is their Kater Kohu, uh, although we've played Kater Kohu outside before. They're going to play him yeah, in the nickel. Are. Is that that has to be part of the game plan to try to put Waddle in the slot against Trent McDuffie because they're just not going to move him. I don't know. I, I honestly. I'm, that's that's one that's one yeah i could i could see it that way but honestly if i if we're if we're getting really into it i don't jalen waddle i think that there's a reason that they play the guys the, the way that they have and you know waddle has done what like maybe maybe like uh um a fifth of his of his snaps in uh like one out of five snaps in the slot mm-hmm. um so yeah, he's going to find himself there like maybe a dozen times. I, I just don't think it's going to be a uh, I don't I don't think it's going to be a um, a big priority necessarily. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be a feature. No, um, no, I don't think that that's going to be the feature of uh, of their offensive attack. Actually, what I'm paying attention to is um, is more. You know, Willie Gay was a DNP yesterday. Yesterday, he's uh, he's a limited today. Um, Willie Gay is a really good linebacker. Uh, uh, Nick Bolton lot. is out. He's on IR. Yeah, Nick Bolton is on on IR. But I, I think they have uh, Drew Tran- Tranquil, who mm-hmm. um, he did a uh, he did a decent job. If you pay attention to what he did against the Dolphins last year mm-hmm. with uh, the Chargers, with these, when he was with the Chargers, I mean that was he was part of that defense that had to his number last year, you know, uh, or at least they appeared to have to his number last year. You know what I mean? Um, and he had a phenomenal game <laughs> in that uh, in that game. So I, I am looking out for that. I think that you know he's he's a nice little X factor for them. But if they if they are missing Willie Gay, then that is a big deal. And that's where Mike McDaniel is going to do what Mike McDaniel does best, which is uh, you know sneak the ball sneak the ball out to the perimeters, um, or speed I should say speed the ball out to the perimeters. Uh, you know, get the ball into space and see if those uh, see if see if the linebackers 
can um, can cap the gains because that's the the, the whole thing about our speed is um, if they're playing you know if they have eight man on the eight man in the box or if they um, if they if the linebackers are not that fast then they take one false step and Raheem Mostert is off to the races for a touchdown you know mm-hmm. essentially. And um, and the same is true with the wide receivers and the various like kind of run game like stuff that we have, the screens and, and, and everything like that. So um, without Willie Gay, I think that makes it that makes a difference because Willie Gay has a lot of speed. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so um, we'll see that that's one. That's probably the biggest one that I'm that I'm keeping an eye on right now. All right. Now, last thing before we go to break, Chris Jones, we've got to block him. Uh, that's, that's like an, yeah, not a good, not a good week to be missing both guards, right? <laughs> yeah. Not a good week. Now here's the, here, I'm going to give you the, the good news and the bad news. The good news is that you can find him because yes, he, he will eventually show up over the center or, or, you know, in the a gap that's, you know, that's just window dressing. He'll do that three or four times in a game, but mostly he's lined up over your guard or in three tech, sometimes even in five tech. So you can find him on that line. He is going to be very near a guard or a tackle. Is it going to be as simple as identifying him and just sliding protection over there and running rent run actions his way to just essentially render him kind of useless in in the past game? Because you know, I I'm if if there's one thing that makes me nervous about this game is just drop back passes with our guards against Chris Jones. Like that's a bad idea. I think if I were the Dolphins, I would be worried that, you know, the the Chiefs defense is probably going to start to um, get back on it with the blitz a little bit because they haven't um, they've they've been they've they've not been blitzing as as often uh, recently. And I think that um, I I don't know if I don't want to say if they're they're paying the price for it, but I mean, like. I think I think that in the last couple of games they have they've gotten away from um, some, from pressures, and if I were the Dolphins, I would kind of be thinking that they're going to start to get back on it with pressures. And if they're getting back on it with pressures, then you want to make sure that you have your your protections oriented around that, you know, and, and not and not necessarily, you know, where is Chris Johnson? We're going to double, or sorry, Chris Jones, where is Chris Jones? We're going to slide toward him all all the time. We're going to, you know, stuff like that. Um, I think how you take care of Chris Jones is the same way. I mean, don't reinvent the wheel here. This is the the Dolphins' strength is you get the ball out quickly. Mm. And, um, And that's, that's how they've dealt with other good pass rushers. I mean, in the, in the, and in all the games so far that they've faced pretty good pass rushers, the way that they sort of dealt with them a lot was to almost demoralize them, um, give them a lot of things to look for, you know, especially when Jones is playing out on the, uh, the you know, left end or right end um, out at five technique, that, that area, um, give them a lot to look to look at. A lot of the the window dressing, the you know, making sure that the ball doesn't escape. He's got to make sure that the ball doesn't escape outside of him. Um, you know, screens. Give them, give them a lot to think about, and then also get the ball out quickly and demoralize the man. And, you know, he's going to get through the game. He's going to like, I have not had a chance to do anything. 
Mm. And um, and we've we've played whole games where you know you got defensive linemen hands on hips that are just just pissed off and and just demoralized. <laughs> mm-hmm. And um, and I think that that's how you handle Chris Jones. I don't think I don't think you slide. I think you you stay with the protection scheme to account for the pressures, account for the for the blitzes. Yeah, like a friend of mine, a friend of mine who's a Cowboys fan told me, "Ah, oh, Mike, um, uh, you know, Michael Parsons is coming." I tell him, "We're going to have him running around in a three yard box for sixty minutes in that game." <laughs> so, yeah. So, so don't worry. All right, we're going to go to break, and when we come back, we will talk about how to defend Patrick Mahomes. We're gonna we're gonna essentially solve Patrick Mahomes in this segment coming up. But first, these words. Hey, good luck. After the holidays, a little cash goes a long way. The Chime Checking account has tons of benefits to help, like fee-free overdraft up to $200 for eligible members, no monthly fees, and thousands of fee-free ATMs. You can even get paid up to two days early with direct deposit. Sign up for Chime today at chime.com goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members of FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out-of-network ATM withdrawal fees may apply. Access to direct deposits up to two days early depends on the timing of the submission of the payment file from the payer. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Are you a South Florida property owner with an insurance claim? Are you dealing with water, mold, or fire damage to your home or business? Are you having trouble locating a five-star rated general contractor that is fully licensed, certified, and insured? If the answer is yes, then Water Cleanup of Florida is here for you 24 hours a day. With over 60 years of combined experience, Michael, Robert, Jorge, and their team is prepared to handle any size property damage disaster. When an unexpected damage occurs to your home or business, you need specialized, fast, and reliable services. Water Cleanup of Florida understands the impact and stress an unexpected disaster may cause. Their objective is to make the cleanup and insurance claim process painless and hassle-free. Water Cleanup of Florida is also a licensed general contractor, so they provide the A to Z service, one-stop shopping that business homeowners and business owners require. Water Cleanup of Florida is now an authorized dealer of Eurocraft cabinets, so premier kitchen, bath, and laundry cabinetry, countertops, and other accessories are available for your viewing at their showroom in Boca Raton. Or, do you prefer to shop from your home or office? Then Water Cleanup will send you one of our design specialists to you with samples and products that fit your style and budget. Call Michael anytime on his personal cell phone if you have any questions at 954-579-0356. That's 954-579-0356. Or visit their website at wcufl.com. You can follow them on Facebook and Instagram. And please check out their more than 80 five-star reviews on Google and Facebook. Water Cleanup of Florida. If you have the schmutz, they have the guts. I'm Jalen Phillips, and you're listening to Three Yards Per Carry. All right, and we're back. Patrick Mahomes, he's good. Um, Chris? Yeah. Who would have known? Who would have known? Yeah. So here's, here's uh, you know, I used to have an, an old coach used to tell me, all right, here's the front page. And he used to give us, like, an abbreviated scouting report. You're going to tell me what I'm missing, all right? Uh, keep them off schedule. Stop Isaiah Pacheco. Stop their run. Third down, it's Travis Kelsey. 
Make sure you have somebody on Travis Kelsey at all times. Rasheed Rice is the only other danger in the slot. That's the offense. Their passing offense is Rasheed Rice, Travis Kelsey on third down. Their running game, they're really strong up front at all three, at all two guard spots, and they have one of the best centers in football. Their tackles are susceptible to blitzes, to two-by-one blitzes. I don't fear anything on the outside. Keep Patrick Mahomes in the pocket. Dolphins win. What am I missing? You're missing red zone. Hmm. Um, because this is this game from from a defensive standpoint, when Miami is on defense uh ver- and and the Chiefs are on offense, this game is going to be won or won or lost in the red zone. And that's that's where that's where I see the the battleground being because this is almost a perfect storm. First off, pay attention to the fact that Jarek McKinnon has a hurt groin, um, which he's flying over. He's flying over to Germany tonight with the rest of the Chiefs, I believe. Um, they're going to do an overnight, the red eye, and um, and, oh, and Clyde Edward. And there's uh, there's news that just broke in the last half hour. Clyde Edwards Hilaire is out for the game. Yeah, I, I, I was going to get to him too, but um, but Jarek McKinnon is more important. Um, he's got a hurt groin. We know from having talked to our people because, you know, the Dolphins now have two hurt groins with Connor Williams and Xavier Howard. Um, we know that, that that's an injury that actually you do worry about on the long flight, on the long flight to, uh, to, to Germany, uh, particularly a red-eye flight. You need to keep good blood flow there. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it can be difficult. It can be a difficult one for that. So um, the fact that they're, they're going over late in the week and he's dealing with a hurt groin. He, he was a DMP yesterday and limited today. That makes me wonder if he's playing, if they lose him and Clyde Edwards Hilaire, um, that means that they've essentially got just Pacheco as a running back. And they're probably going to elevate LaMichael Pirine from uh, from the practice squad or something. Um, but what this does is take away yet another weapon in the red zone because, you know, especially McKinnon. You know, McKinnon was a was a big red zone target for them last year. Um, he's a guy that you, you you worry about in that that area. Uh, you know, clearly Travis Kelsey as well, obviously. I mean, that's let's let's not. But um. But if there's a thing to watch, it's a perfect storm because the last three games, the Chiefs have been only 33% scoring in the red zone or scoring a touchdown in the red zone the last three games. So they've been struggling a little bit in the last three games. Um, If you look at Patrick Mahomes' history and the Chiefs' history against Vic Fangio's defense with the Broncos, faced each other six times, six, six games, uh, although Mahomes didn't play all of them, but you know they went to the red zone I think 22 times and they scored only seven touchdowns. Hmm. So you know this was and this was constantly this was this was a constant every single almost every single game struggle where you know they're in, they're not even just in the red zone they're in the tight red area they're like in the, the five yard line the four yard line the three yard line the one yard line. And uh, and Vic Fangio's defenses are holding and keeping them out of the red zone. So, so Fangio has a history keeping T- Patrick Mahomes out of the red zone, keeping that offense out of the red zone. That offense is struggling in the last three games. Period against you know their last three opponents, 
punching it into the red zone. Enzo, Enzo. And and now and now you take away some weapons that you know Patrick Mahomes might otherwise be using in the red zones. Those being you know Jarek McKinnon and even Clyde Edwards-Alaire to to some degree. So um so that's that's something, man. That's that's like you know that's that's a thing to pay attention to. And if and if that's if that plays out, then I think the Dolphins are going to win this game. You know, I think that that's the that's where the game will be played. And um, you know, keep in mind though that Miami is you know at least this year, um, the red zone defense is uh, is is not great. <laughs> so um, so on the flip side, you know, with Miami. Um, you know, you you, you got to pay attention to the uh, to the red zone defense for um, for for the Dolphins. All right, and one of the last things here before we get to to predictions, uh, Jalen Ramsey has done this before. He did it against the New England Patriots when he was a member of the the Jacksonville Jaguars. He covered uh, Rob Gronkowski for most of the game, shadowed him. I don't think it's a bad idea to play Jalen Ramsey somewhere in between the tackles because their two biggest threats on offense, like I mentioned at the top of the of this segment, is Rashi Rice and Travis Kelsey. They have a really good slot receiver, and they have a, a Hall of Fame tight end. They're all 22 tape, especially on Travis Kelsey. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to some of the stuff he's running out there. Like, you look at it, and you're like, all right, this is a bow route. Oh, it's not a bow route. It's... It's like some type of thing where he's he's just roaming around there and then he's just finding a spot, you're playing zone, and he's standing there 16, 17 yards down the field and Patrick Mahomes hits him. Like, there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to what they're trying to accomplish with Travis Kelsey. If they're going to play background, you know, I mean, backyard football, man, I'd stick Jalen Ramsey on him. Would you? Um, stick jam. Yeah, actually I, I would explore some of that. Um, and they might, they might only get around to it in, in when they go into dime defense, uh, the dime personnel. Um, but it is, it is definitely something. So you don't want to throw too much at Jalen went Ramsey. Um, but there's a reason he played last week and he ended up playing the entire game last week. And, uh, and I know from, you know, I, I, I think I said this in the last podcast, I know that he, he was fine afterwards, you know, there, there was nothing, nothing, nothing with the knee to worry about coming out of that game. So you got his feet wet. Okay. Now it's time to start using him, um, in a, in an advantageous way, because it's, it's about his size. I mean, you saw how he laid his head down and, and knocked that football out last week. Mm-hmm. You know, um, as in tackling, yeah, that was a um, Zeke Elliott. That's a two hundred and thirty pound, Elliott, running back. right? You yeah. Know, so, so I mean, it's about his size and what the size can do for you when, um, when you're trying to defend a guy like Travis Kelsey, um, but also you know what his size can do on the inside and what he can do hitting people. And so, yeah, I do think that they should they should probably already they're going to do more of it later but I think that they already need to start exploring it in this game and they'll probably do it, you know, maybe, maybe a dozen plays, something like that. Do you think it could be something that they just employ like on third down? They just say, all right, on third down, 
we know Travis Kelsey is not going to be in line unless it's like third and one or third and two or third and uh, occasionally on third and three, you might see him there. They usually, they usually like to play other people there. Um, you know, like Noah Gray, uh, Blake Bell, mm-hmm. like they'll play those guys in line. Travis Kelsey's basically just lining up in the slot sometimes, or sometimes as a Y ISO tight end. Like it's it makes it easy for Ramsey to to travel with him. My fear and 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 I think we could finish here before we go to prediction. My fear is wasting Jalen Ramsey on Sky Moore all game. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. He gets two targets and we have Jalen Ramsey just basically doing nothing. We have twenty three million dollars doing nothing in this game, not impacting this game. As I don't know, Jerome Baker, Javon Holland get all all the play against Travis Kelsey. Um, your thoughts on that, and I think we could go to predictions. I think again, I'm gonna. Uh, I say, I still say that this game is going to be won or lost in the red zone, and so that's where I think that you see Jalen Ramsey. Um, you know, you could see it on dime in in dime uh, personnel with between the twenties, um, but where I think. Where I think that if I'm the Miami Dolphins, where I'd really want to use this is like, especially if Jarek McKinnon is already is also out. Clyde Edwards-Alaire we know is out. Uh, Isaac Isaiah Pacheco is the only uh, healthy back of of any real you know note. Um, I think that uh, that they're gonna want to they're gonna want to lock down Travis Kelsey in the red zone and uh, give give Patrick. Mahomes non-ideal options to try and score those touchdowns from the tight areas of the field. And so that's if I don't I don't I can't say that I know Vic Fangio all that well, you know, and say, well, mm. if I know Vic Fangio, he's gonna but um but I do know that he's come up with some great recipes for keeping them out of the red zone or out of the end zone. And uh and I think I can't help but think that's got to be part of it. Mm. All right. Uh, last thing before we get to predictions, Donovan Smith, Jawan Taylor going up against Bradley Chubb and Jalen Phillips. They've been shaky this year. We kind of know what, look, the interior of the Chiefs line uh, uh, very quickly, by the way, who's better? Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, or the Eagles interior three of Dickerson, Kelsey, and well, it's Jurgens. Not it's supposed to be Jurgens, but it's not. Um, it's not. It's. I think it's the Chiefs. Chiefs have the best interior yeah. offensive line in football. You'd agree, right? Yeah, I, I, I would, I would, I would tend to agree with that. I'm a big fan of really all of the, you know, all, all of what they have there. So, okay. I think am I simplifying that... things by saying Donovan Smith, Jawan Taylor? They've been shaky. Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips, go win us the game. No, you're not. You're not off at all. And and it's not it's not even just Chubb and uh, Phillips. It's um it's got to be Van Ginkle as well. Um, I think that we're gonna you know we're gonna be in situations where we're gonna have um you know three of the edge players out there rushing the passer, not just not just two of them. And I think that they have a chance to uh, you know harass Patrick Mahomes enough, and he's not. Listen, uh, Patrick Mahomes is a warrior, and we know what he can play through. Um, he has something going on with his offhand. Uh, you know that 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 that's not going to affect him throwing, but you wonder if that could affect him and his comfort level with um, with a lot of you know with a lot of trash around him, fending them off and trying to make a play. 
Um, so, you know, whether he's trying to fend them off with his offhand while he's, while he's throwing the ball, it could affect him. It's, it's conceivable. Um, so yeah, yeah, actually those, those, those edge players, they have a chance to, to win us the game, uh, on, on defense, if they're able to harry uh, um, Mahomes enough. All right, prediction time. I've, I've I've made this prediction like three times. I was on Arrowhead Addicts, which is the the leading Kansas City Chiefs uh, podcast. Uh, would it surprise you that I was on a podcast that had Melissa Etheridge and another celebrity? I had an I had another Kansas City Chiefs fan celebrity. Oh, Trent Green <laughs> was on it. Oh, nice. so so that's pretty At nice. The same so, time? I, I I believe so. I think I was the biggest star there, right? I'm the I'm the biggest star of the yeah, three, clearly. right? You were headlining headlining over over Trent Green and and Melissa Etheridge. That's yeah. that's a, that's yeah. an album. Yeah. So I I've been giving this this prediction like over and over again. So I'm gonna give it one more time. I don't think this game's gonna be played in the 30s or 40s. Like everybody keeps saying, like, oh, this is gonna be fun. It's gonna be Mahomes and Tua up and down the field, back and forth. Now I think this thing will be played in the 20s. It won't be all too exciting. It'll be a little bit – it'll be nail-biting. It'll be close. You know why? Chiefs play close games. That's what they do. They tend to win a yeah. lot of them, okay? But I think Miami has enough. They, they've been training up to this game. They've been leading up to this game. Man, they've been they've been resting people for this game, <laughs> okay? Uh, I think they win. They score a touchdown in the fourth quarter. That puts them over the top. Miami 27, Chiefs 24. What say you? Uh, I think I think you're I think you're correct. This is this is the the tough game, you know the big narrative. We can't win big games or we can't win games against good opponents. Um, I think that that's this is the game. This is kind of the game where that was almost cosmically set up for that narrative to finally die. Um, so I think you know and. I don't think Mahomes is, you know, immune to dropping a couple of games in a row. Um, I know that he did lose against the Broncos last week. I'm more inclined to believe that that's that's um, you know a sign that they have that they have some problems, uh, as opposed to thinking, you know, like when the Eagles when they took that loss to the Jets, they were going to come back home, come back to their house and get their get their shit together. And you kind of and and as soon as they lost, we we're like, oh man, you know they're gonna go back home, get things right, you know, and basically beat beat the Dolphins' butts, and um and that's that's kind of what they did, and uh, but I don't think the Chiefs are in the exact same um, you know situation. I, I'm inclined to think that the the recent struggles that they've had. Um, point to struggling some more before they get the ship righted. So, um, so I think that this is a good perfect storm for the Dolphins to uh, put to bed a narrative. And uh, but I, but I'm I'm not convinced that it's going to be a high scoring affair, or even that Miami will score like 27. Um, I have to see this offense travel, even in a not necessarily loud environment uh before i you know i believe that so i think i think this could be more like a 23 to 20 affair all right and you got miami winning this oh yeah yeah i have miami winning all right we will talk to you on monday this should be a lot of fun enjoy the game thanks for listening to three yards per caddy you can subscribe via itunes on podbean 
or your usual podcast provider. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.